0: Welcome to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally, and today we are going to speak to Chloe. So we're going to give Chloe a few moments to join in on the live, and then we are going to get started. I was just live and I clicked something and then it went away. So if you are already watching, thank you for coming back. And technical difficulties happen all the time. So we're going to give Chloe a few moments to log in, and then we will begin the Trick Talk. I see her now. Let me. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing all right. (laughs) That's awesome. Are you ready to get started? I think so. Okay. So tell us a little bit about your trick when you started and where you pulled from, things like that. Okay, so for me, it's a little bit um, complicated actually. Like it's a little bit different because I had trick tendencies as like a little kid in like elementary school. And like, I very much remember like having it. Like it was definitely, like I remember hiding my hair. Like I would like pull it out and I would hide it around my room because I like knew that I wasn't supposed to be doing it. didn't want to be caught Mm -hmm. but then it went away after a while and I pretty much forgot about it until about ten years later which was like last year Mm -hmm. when I got a really long like I got my hair cut from being really long to really short and I just thought it would be a cool change or whatever but once I did that, it was such a big change that I was like focusing on my hair more mm-hmm. and noticing things about it more. And I think that's when I would just notice a few things that were like off about it or a few hairs that were like sticking out and mm-hmm. pull them out. And then it just started up all over for me again. Mm-hmm. Now, this past year, was that when you found out there was a name for trichotillomania or did you find it out when yes. you were little? I had no idea like when I was little I had no idea what it was it was never really talked about like you know my parents would just like notice me doing it and say like hey stop doing that but they as they put it they thought it was just a weird anxiety thing Mm -hmm. and that like I got over it or like Mm -hmm. something that kids do because kids are weird Mm -hmm. and then they were like but you just got over it and like I even told my therapist when I first went to see her I was like yeah I guess it makes sense, like, I have a lot of, like, just for anxiety, I was like, I have a lot of anxiety. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to, like, pull my hair out, like, Mm because I'm weird like that. And, like, I had no idea that there was a name for it, or that that was, like, actually a separate thing, kind of, like, its whole own Mm -hmm. thing. (laughs) How did it feel, like, learning that there was a name? Honestly, I don't know. It was good in the sense that it was like, I'm not alone in it, but it was also really stressful because it was like, oh, this is a thing. Like, this mm-hmm. is a real thing that I have. It's another, like, diagnosis to add to my list of things mm-hmm. that I have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Now, when you it was easier, I think, to just ignore. And like, mm-hmm. I would just keep telling myself, oh, I have it under control, or oh, I'm just trying to make my hair look better or whatever, like, and once I learned that it was an actual thing, like a lot of people say that that's relieving, but honestly, for me, it felt like, oh, I can't pretend it's not anymore. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm, yeah, that makes sense. Now, when you did get that diagnosis, were you, I know that you're active on social media, and I wanna talk about like TikTok and things like that in a little bit. Were you right away open, or did it take some time for you to kind of open and say, hey, look, this is what I have? That took time. It was definitely like by that point, I was already open on social media about my anxiety because, like, way before I started having issues with Trick again, I have anxiety, social anxiety, and depression, and I've talked about that a lot. But this felt different, it felt so weird. Like, I actually, after it started to get to the point where I had like it was like visible, and I had like visible bald spots I Mm -hmm. made a post about it and took it down Mm -hmm. like six hours later because I was like no way forget it I can't let anyone see that Mm -hmm. and so then I didn't open up about it until like months later Mm -hmm. now during that time period did you confide in your friends and and family how did that kind of go for you or did you keep it really personal like to yourself I kept it to myself as much as I could but living, like, I live with my family, you know, I live with my parents and brother, Mm -hmm. and being, especially during quarantine and everything else, they noticed. And Mm -hmm. so we kind of, I didn't really want to talk about it, but we would have conversations about it because they noticed and it was hard not to. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I get a question frequently about parents wanting advice, if they have children with trick what is what are some pieces of advice that you might give to a parent who has a child with trick oh honestly that's so hard because like my own parents have asked me this like you know how do you want us to talk about it like how do you mm-hmm. want us to handle it and I'm like honestly I don't know but I think hmm, the one thing that jumps to mind like one of the things that jumps to mind right away that personally made me feel really good is like my mom I told her one night like I ordered a wig online and it was like one of my first times doing that and I hated the way it looked and I told her like I hate this wig it feels really weird on me whatever and so then the next day she was like hey I ordered you a wig that I think is really cute and you know I think you'll really like it I bought it for you and that made me feel really good like and where my dad, when I was like, you know, oh, I am want to order some fidget toys online, you know, whatever. This was before I had a credit card. And I was like, can I use your credit card? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'll pay you back. And he was like, no, don't pay me back. Like, I want to buy these for you because I want to help, you know? And he was like, anything that I can get you to help, let me know. Like that kind of thing. Like, not that it necessarily has to be like a monetary thing, but the fact that they were like, you know, let me give you something to try and help made me feel Mm -hmm. like accepted and good. And it was like, also really helpful. Like it was stuff that I have. And then like, when I wear that wig, I think this looks really cute. And my mom got this for me because she understands that I have this problem and still want to look cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk more about wigs. How many wigs do you have? I do see you on social media with different couplers and things. Yeah. I don't even know. I made a video with, like, all of my wigs. But I have six that are, like, on top of my dresser up there. I have nine. I probably have about 20. Wow. And I have, like, three more on the way in the mail. Um, because it started out with just a few. Mm-hmm. But I really like them. And there's two things. Where, one, I'm, like, trying to find what works for me and all of that. And that can be really hard, but I also make videos. I've started making videos, just posting pictures of them and reviewing them like exactly how they look and everything else just to help other people find wigs. Because what I found is when I first started looking for wigs, all of the ones that are like sponsored on social media and that you see like influencers wearing are really, really expensive. Mm. And going online and just going on Amazon and looking through them you like never know what you're getting like it's mm. so overwhelming. I will spend hours in front of the computer looking through reviews and wig shopping and get ones that I hate and get ones that I love. So I've just started getting a whole bunch and doing reviews. I've even had a few companies reach out to me and send free samples and stuff for me to just post pictures of. So I've kind of gotten really into the wigs. (laughs) That's awesome. And do you notice, do you notice if it helps you, you know, since there was that physical barrier, if it helps you with pulling or is it just, you know, something to build the confidence and just feel good about? Yeah. I think it's just something just to have there. I mean, usually when I wear wigs, it's when I'm going out or like posting on social, like taking pictures for social media. And those are two times where the pulling isn't too bad for me anyway. Like when I'm out in public, I think because I'm more conscious of everything that I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I have found that wearing hats helps. Like I wear a hat around the house all the time when my hair is like long enough to pull, and it really helps because it is like a physical barrier that mm-hmm. reminds me not to pull it. Mm-hmm. Now you said you had really really long hair. You got it cut short. Yes. When did you get? When did you cut? You know, short like you have now. That honestly. I had it really, really long and then I cut it short and everyone like thinks like, oh, is that because of the trick? But actually that came first and then mm-hmm. triggered it. But the point where I cut it, where I have it right now is because it just got really out of control. It was to the point where I was pulling it almost 24 seven. And I started just wearing a hat from the moment I got out of the shower to the moment I went to bed at night. And I found that The second I would take the hat off and get into bed, I would like start pulling and I would like be unable to sleep because I would like find myself pulling my hair like it was just Mm -hmm. so much and I had these huge bald spots that were like, I just felt so weird about it. And I was like, you know what, I just want to shape it all off. Mm hmm. And so I did, and like you can still see it's not really visible from the front, so when people are talking to me, they don't know, and then when I turn around, mm-hmm. you can totally see, but you can still see them, but they don't look as bad, I think, because they don't stand out as much mm-hmm. from the hair around it. So I feel better about it. yeah, and how how did it how did you feel when you did first shave it? A lot of people had like this like, "Wow, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. Some people had a hard time. Yeah. how did you feel? Oh my gosh. So I actually posted a video while I was doing it and my hand was shaking like this while I was shaving it, but I felt so good afterwards. Like it just looked amazing. And I did, for me, I did wish that I had done it sooner, both because it felt really good and was such a relief because for me, it does keep me from pulling because it's just too short to pull. Um, It was such a relief, such a huge difference. I wished I had done it sooner just because it was helpful and because I waited until I got these huge bald spots that are still not growing back in all the way. And I was like, I wished I had done it earlier and prevented some of the damage, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. What are Where are some areas maybe in your house or just where are your, like, pulling spots? For me, it's, like, in my car since I can, like, rest my you know, elbow Mm -hmm. on the window, I'm like, dink, I'm like, right here. Are there certain areas where you feel, like, particularly triggered to pull? Yeah, um, definitely. The kitchen table where I sit and do my schoolwork and my writing and stuff, where I, like, sit and work at the computer. The bathroom where you can have total privacy so no one's going to see, and you can see your hair in the mirror. Um, And my bed. My bed my bedroom just because usually like I'll be like just sitting in bed or like sleeping or whatever trying to do something where you're just sitting there by yourself and you have privacy like so no one's like looking at you so you're not as conscious of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. How do you get yourself out of that pulling mindset? Mm, That is a tough one because basically for me the main thing I did was just made it so my hair is too short to pull. but So I'm still working on trying to find better coping skills for if I decide to grow it out again. But Mm -hmm. I think one of the best things for me is going on a walk. I find that like going out on a walk totally helps. Like when I'm just physically moving, I'm not nearly as likely to start pulling. Mm -hmm. When you decided to go on social media, And not deleted, you know, which is, you know, uh, it took me like 18 years, even longer, probably like maybe like 19 because I was anonymous when I first started this page to like even get out there. So, you know, the journey is how it's supposed to go. But when you when you finally were like, you know what, I'm going to keep this on. What thoughts were going through your head? And how did you feel after you said post or share? Ooh, that is tough. I was. I was scared that like nobody was going to like it because I feel like then that would just be embarrassing. Um, I definitely felt like there might be negativity and whatever else. Like I felt like there might be negative comments. I was like, I don't know if I can do this. I also kind of felt like, am I just like a lot of people. accuse people with mental disorders of like doing it for attention. And so I was like, is it okay of me to post this on social media? Like, are people going to think that I just want attention, Mm. which is definitely something that I had to like get over myself. Mm. That was a really big fear of mine that people were going to think that I was just attention seeking, doing it for attention. And I have had people tell me that, Mm. but I know that it's not true. And -hmm. I think that's the important part. Yeah. So yeah, I think I just, wanted to put it out there and be able to talk about it because i wanted people to know i guess it's just weird having to hide it Mm -hmm. yeah and i think trick also can be really isolating like you don't want to share because you're like am i weird like am i doing something weird um and you know you even mentioned at a young age you would hide your hair like you like some part of us me too when i did it like some part was like okay this this probably isn't a good thing you know yeah But then to share it out, did you have anyone that you knew reach out to you and say, hey, I do this too? Yes. I was actually really surprised to find out how many people have a trick. I had, I think it was four people from my old school that I had gone to a few years before, reach out to me and say, like, hey, I actually have this too. Thank you so much for talking about it. And I was like, really? Because I never would have. I never would have guessed. I never knew Mm -hmm. looking at you, you know, and it was just kind of weird. I was like, why is this something that we don't talk about, even though actually a lot of people deal with it? Mm -hmm. And, oh, I think the other thing, one main thing that for me is important being on social media is when I first found out about like Trick having a name and everything, like we were talking about earlier, One of the first things I did was look on Instagram and go to, like, hashtag trichotillomania to see what was there. And I remember a lot of the top posts were, like, ads for hair growth formulas and, like, stuff that I just did not feel was comforting. And then the few things that I saw that were actually other people talking about their experiences with it were so comforting, like I messaged, I remember like messaging this one girl and just being like, I love you, I'm like, <laughs> in love with you, thank you. So. Yeah, I think, you know, social media has a lot of great parts to it, right? Like this, like being able to talk to you and like, you know, talk about trick. There's also some really bad moments, but I was so surprised at how many people are so open about their trick. At first, like I said, I was anonymous. I was like, I'm scared yeah. to death of people knowing that it's me, cause I'm like trying my best. Um, and then I was so inspired by others. I mean, pictures and just talking about it so openly. And I'm like, wow, like this is, this is amazing. This definitely like ca- catapulted me into wanting to be more open and not anonymous anymore. Did you feel that after you, you know, started seeing the people that weren't just about the hair serums? Yes, oh my gosh, there was this one girl who I forget her username right now, but she had posted this like beautiful artwork, like describing how Trick felt for her. And I remember like resharing it on my story. And that was probably the first thing after I like posted and then deleted it. That was the first thing that I said about Mm -hmm. trick. And it wasn't me saying like, I have this or anything. I just posted it on my story and was like, I think this is great art and a great thing to be aware of. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I remember seeing that and that really made a difference for me. And I talked to her for a little while about it. And it just felt such, so relieving Mm -hmm. to be able to talk to someone who had it and made beautiful artwork based on their experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have people now in maybe in real life or maybe on online? Do you feel like you have built like friendships with these people that you just met through trick? Yes. Oh, definitely. There are so many people I have had the privilege of getting so many messages from just amazing people who just want to talk about it. And we end up talking about it and who are willing to share their experiences with me, which is just amazing. Like, that they would feel comfortable being that vulnerable with me always just feels like such a privilege. Mm -hmm. And I definitely have gotten the chance to meet some amazing people. And I found out that one of my best friends in real life has dermotillomania. Like he didn't even really know about it, but then he messaged me and was like, hey, I never actually realized this before, but like, this is what I have. And, you know, here are, like, all my experiences with it. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, and we've, like, talked about different things that we've tried and different, like, tips and tricks and whatever. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah. I've said this before, but I feel like when I meet someone with trick, it's, like, the bond is just, like, kind of immediate. I'm like, you get me, you know? (laughs) You understand. Nobody else can really totally get it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's still important that others are educated on it, but it just feels so relieving to just be able to talk to someone who gets it a hundred percent. Oh yeah. Now let's talk about TikTok. I recently joined TikTok. I think I like, you were one of the first people I like followed on there. How is, how is the TikTok like trichotillomania community either different or similar than, you know, compared to like the Instagram one? I just am not that super knowledgeable in TikTok yet. Yeah. I don't know. I think different with tiktok honestly like i'm not really sure how i would describe it um you just kind of get a different group of people of course i do i do instagram reels a lot which i feel Mm -hmm. is kind of a lot like tiktok but Mm -hmm. yeah tiktok's algorithm is weird so sometimes you post stuff and don't get to talk to anybody and then sometimes you get to talk to like a million strangers about something Mm -hmm. but It's just interesting. I think TikTok provides a platform for more raw content because Instagram, you have like posts, which people usually filter and spend a lot of time on Mm -hmm. and whatever. Where TikTok, someone will like post like a 30 second video of them in their car, just saying Mm -hmm. like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with right now. Mm -hmm. So I think you get more short glimpses into like someone's real life. Hmm. which with trick can be really valuable because then you get to see the small everyday experiences that you might not get to see in a big Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. I one of the things I I realized with TikTok is like, you know, I'm used to that curated like I'm I know what I'm going to post, I'm going yeah. to And I'm I'm on TikTok and I'm like, I just woke up. I look at it like I can't. You know, what I mean, I was just like, how am I supposed to go on here and just record something. I said, I got a plan for this. Like, you know, I wasn't used to <laughs> that type of like, uh, you know, connection, like you just mentioned. So I was just like, hmm, but I love watching them. It's pretty addicting. I can, I can see why I'm yeah. very late to TikTok. And someone's like, you gotta get on. I'm like, okay. um, What would be some advice that you would give someone who is on the verge of sharing their story, but like scared to? Hmm that's tough because I feel like you have to I feel like you kind of have to do it in your own time but at the same time I feel like it's better it's so much better when you have it out there like as long as you're in like a safe environment where you can do that it's such a help to just have it out in the world not not have to hide it not have to come up with lies about it you just get to talk about it and connect with other people and People are more accepting than you think. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that would be my main thing, honestly. Like, people who I barely even know, but just, you know, I went to school with one time or whatever, have sent me, like, the kindest, most accepting messages, whatever. Like, it's been great. And people are more Mm -hmm. accepting than you think, Mm -hmm. really. Like, people are very unlikely to be jerks about it because that's just not considered cool I think and I think that there is starting to be enough awareness that even if people don't understand it they'll be like oh this is a mental disorder like I'm sorry that you have to live with that like most people are going to be accepting about it and the people who aren't you don't really need you don't need to be around and the people who are accepting will 100% overwhelm the people anyone who Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I think, you know, especially being so scared to share, that message is going to be really important for people to hear because they're like, do I share, yeah. do I not? And it's like, yeah, you will get... There is a really huge community of us, especially, like, on social media now. Yeah. Oh, totally. hmm What are some tricks that you have? I know you said you mentioned the hat and mentioned the fidget toys. Are there certain fidget toys that you... Um, find more helpful than others? I am just getting more into that. I actually just ordered a bunch. I'm hoping to be finding some that are more helpful for me. Um, I think for now, um, I actually find, you can see, I've been like playing with my necklace. I find jewelry really helpful. Like, I like fidgeting with it, messing with jewelry, Um, playing an instrument. I have a friend who is like, amazing who i met through social media who's like amazing at the viola because Mm -hmm. he just practices whenever he feels like pulling his hair and my brother has a kalimba which is like this little wooden instrument with like metal um pegs on the front that you like tap on them and they make different noises Mm -hmm. and i was like in his room playing around with that the other day and it like fits right in your hands and you just like pull the little metal pegs to make different sounds and I was like mesmerized by it and I was like oh my gosh this is like me when I'm pulling my hair so I'm definitely going to be getting one of those for myself okay. but I think the instruments can be really helpful because they keep your hands busy and are engaging in a way that's really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Yeah one of the things that I was told you know from different therapists and things were like wear gloves and put lotion on and They told me to, you know, pull, pull the hair out of like a baby doll, you know, when I was like younger, they would tell me and like those things worked for like a little bit, but it's hard. I feel like I'm always trying to learn new things to add because it stops working after a while. And then I have to like recycle it a few years later. Do you find yourself going through the same type of thing? Yeah, I will get stuff that like I'm really into for a while and then just like that just kind of lost its appeal. Mm hmm. What other things have you tried um, to maybe like combat the pulling? I know that, you know, some people get the fake nails or they have, um, you know, I, I see wear glasses. I wear glasses now prescription, but at the time I didn't and I would get, I would have glasses as a physical barrier for my eyelashes. Are there anything, any things that you would do? Um, I tried putting like Vaseline on my hands because I heard that was a good one, but it just made everything that I touched all greasy. Like I would try to go on my phone and like type on my computer and I was like, this is not working out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would also try, I would try like putting oil in my hair or whatever, but I actually found that that made it worse mm. for me because it made like the hair textures stand out more. Mm. Um, Maybe that was just me, but like, I found that like, there have been a lot of things that I've, tried and haven't worked tried and have worked and but the hat and just cutting off the hair was like the best thing for me yeah that's great now have you ever seen trick in the media like movies tv books anything like that I actually just read a book and now granted I read it because I knew it had a character with trick um wasn't even like a main character or anything but it's the castle school for troubled girls i was just looking over at my bookshelf at the title but it's like this school where all of these parents have sent their girls that's kind of not a mental hospital but like it's a school for people who instead of going to like a mental hospital or something like that or inpatient they go there basically Mm -hmm. to learn and be in school with other girls who have like mental disorders and there was one character there who had trichotillomania, and I actually really liked her as a character. Like, she was a background character, but I remember, like, the main character described her as being, like, one of the prettiest people she'd ever seen, like, even though she was bald. Mm. And I just thought that was, like, such a, such a cool touch, and that the author actually took the time to explain what trichotillomania was. Mm. Just, I'm like, that's that much more people who might be aware of it yeah yeah I find anytime I'm like reading about it I'm like dying for them to say the name I've only read it in a few books I'm either I'm dying for them to say the name they don't and then I'm also annoyed at the way that they describe the person pulling it's always like frantic and like they're in a straight jacket and you know it's always like this (laughs) really heightened um you know display and I'm like hmm you know, you're not really doing us any justice, but can you say that name again for everyone watching so we can get, I wanna get that book. It's The Castle School for Troubled Girls. And it's a YA novel and I really liked the character. The author even said what Trick was, described it, had a trigger warning in the beginning for all the disorders included in the book, including Trick. And I found the character, like, it had a few, it had, like, two pages where they told each character's individual story for all the girls there. And I found her extremely relatable, like, her story and everything. I was like, you got too many details right. Like, I did not give you permission to use me in your book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay, I'm definitely interested in reading that because, like I said, a lot of times when you do see hair pulling, it's you know, yeah. aggressively wrong. Um, we're not, m- m- no. M- I'm not going to speak for everybody, but most of the people I speak to are not, you know, doing what they say they are doing in the movies. Yeah. And the but that's great. So are you an avid reader? Is reading something that you like to do to relax and things like that? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. My whole room is basically a library. Um, I have all my books in my room divided into different sections. I have oh, really? like classics are over there and I have like two bookcases of them. I have nonfiction plays, poetry, um, memoirs and novels. I have your book and oh, on that show, I have art books and I have graphic novels up there. <laughs> That's really cool. Do you notice, <clears throat> do you notice, um, you pulling is, you know, It's not as active when you're reading or do you sometimes see your hand go up? I wish I could say that it wasn't because I love reading and I really want to be able to read. But like when I still had my hair long enough that I could pull it out, I would be reading and have to stop reading. Like I it was like really weird because I've always read books really fast and read constantly. I carry books with me everywhere. But I would like have to stop reading every few pages because I would be so caught up in pulling out my hair that I would be distracted or I would be getting hair all over my book or Mm -hmm. whatever. So it actually, that surprised me because usually, you know, there could be a fire. Like I could be in a room on fire and not notice when I'm reading, but Mm -hmm. for some reason I did not help. Yeah. I find, I find the same thing with me and I'll even like pull out and I'll like stick it on the pages. Like, I don't know if you're, I'm like a sticker. I'll stick the roots on things. And so I'll like stick it on the page and I'm like, you know, move it. But even then it's like, you know, stop, start, stop, start. I have to sit on my hand or if I'm laying down, like lay on it because otherwise like I'm going to be right there. Oh yeah. Are there any other hobbies that you like to do for like self care or just make you happy? Yes, I read, I write a lot. Um, I talk to my therapist a lot. I send her emails like all the time. Um, And I paint, I draw. I Like I said, I read, I write. Um, I edit and format and design books too. That's more (laughs) like a job thing, but I love it. So I would kind of, it's my job, but it's also a hobby and it's fun. Um, and I have a pet rat who I play with every night. Like, um, my dad and I take care of him and we, you know, take him out and just, we usually sit him on our couch and let him run around with us. And I don't pull my hair with when I'm like doing that. But for an unexpected reason, which is that because of my anxiety, one thing that I have A lot more anxiety about is like contamination Mm -hmm. and things like that. So if I'm touching a pet, then I can't touch my hair. And that is even stronger than wanting to pull my hair is the severe anxiety of like, you're going to get your hair dirty, then you have to clean your hair. Mm
1: -hmm. So if
0: I touch a pet, I won't pull my hair. But it's because I'm experiencing anxiety about the possibility of like getting contamination from touching an animal on like other things hmm so I don't know yeah. if it's a plus or a minus but it's just something different <laughs> yeah no that's really that's interesting that is really interesting and do you notice that like playing with the pet does that you know if so say if you are in that pulling zone I know for me it's like hard to get out of but if I'm in that zone if I'm playing with the animal I might it might lessen that that urge do you find the same thing yeah I feel like in the sense because that is kind of in the same way that, like, a hat would be, like, a physical barrier, honestly, that thought of, like, you know, one, just, like, enjoying playing with them, but two, that fact that I'm really conscious of, like, what I'm touching then, Mm -hmm. because I think about, like, contamination and things like that, and, like, I'm not recommending contamination anxiety as, like, a cure for anybody, but it is Mm -hmm. a physical blocker (laughs) between me and touching my hair, so if I've touched something, that I feel would contaminate my hair, whether it's like an animal or grass outside or something mm-hmm. like that, then that works kind of the same way as a hat in that mm-hmm. it reminds my mind to remind me not to touch my hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Can we know the rat's name? Yes. His name is Franny, Franny, and he, Oh, he has a fun story. I'll tell you a little bit about him. Yeah. Um, he is a pet rat. But some people don't know that just because there are rats living outside doesn't mean that you can throw your pet rat outside because they're like a totally different kind of rat. So somebody threw Franny outside and we were on a walk down the road and he ran up to us and climbed on our shoes and sat there. So we took him home, took him to our vet, all that good stuff. And now he is a beloved member of the family who we are adopting a companion for tomorrow, actually, because rats (laughs) are supposed to live in groups. So we're going and adopting him a friend tomorrow. Oh my gosh, now do you have the friend picked out or are you going just to see which one? We are going just to see. We have a shelter picked out and have an appointment there, but they have about 20 rats. And so we're just gonna go and pick one. (laughs) That's so exciting. Well, I want to, you know, I would like to follow the updates for that. Yeah, definitely. He, I'm looking at him. I keep glancing over there. It's because he is sitting there in his cage sleeping. (laughs) He's so cute. Can we see him? Maybe. Uh, Let's see. He is sleeping. But that is him. Hi, baby. Oh, he's looking up a little bit. You can see his head peeking out there. Oh, my gosh. But he is a cutie. Oh, he's looking up. Wow. He's cute. Yeah, he is is a handful. I will tell you that. He is a very pushy rat. His nickname is Shubby because (laughs) he literally shoves people. Like, we'll be sitting on the couch, and he'll decide that he wants whatever couch cushion you're sitting on. And so he'll walk up and push you. With both hands, and just push oh. you until you move. Is so <laughs> cute. Pets are so cute. Pets are so cute. That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited about about tomorrow. Um, as we you know wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to say about Trek or about anything at all? Oh, okay. Um, I have so many things going through my head right now. They but- all. Do. I think the main thing is just that having trick does not make you any less beautiful. It sounds cliche. It sounds cheesy, but it's honestly something that I have trouble reminding myself of a lot of times. And so I think it's just an important reminder that you can still be beautiful and still be amazing and still be the awesome person you are with trick or with any mental disorder, like, Mm -hmm. and it gets easier it gets easier. Even if it doesn't go away, you learn to manage it. And I think that's so important. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, great. Chloe, thank you so much for coming on the Trip Talks. And I will follow, I want to see this new rat tomorrow, but I'm going to keep up with you and definitely keep in contact. But thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you for having me. Of course. I will see you or talk to you later. Okay. Have a nice night. See you. you too.